Welcome to the Woman Warriors Podcast, where we're working to help you call a truce with your anxiety. The information in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Now, here's your host, Elizabeth Cush, LCPC. Welcome back to the Woman Warriors podcast. I hope that wherever you are, if you were working through a very hot summer, that things are starting to cool down here in Maryland. We've had a few nice, cool fall days, and I'm hoping the trend continues. My guest today is Annie Wright, and we are going to be talking about family estrangement. But before we get started, I just wanted to remind the audience, anyone who lives locally in the Annapolis, greater Anne Arundel County area, I will be, uh, I still have openings in my October Woman Warriors Mindfulness Group. It begins October 8th. There's still time to sign up. I would love to have you be a part of it. If you would like to bring more mindfulness into your life, work with me and other women who are in the same place, it's a great place to start. You can find out more at womanwarriors.com or progressioncounseling.com. Click on the index and look for the Woman Warriors 2019 group. Please consider following me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. For woman, it's all three are at Woman Warriors. You can find out more information about the podcast there. Plus, I just post some other, you know, memes and inspirational things. You can also sign up for the blog that gives you highlights about the podcast, but sometimes just insight into therapy and how it can help you heal. So Annie Wright is a licensed marriage and family therapist and is the founder and clinical director of Evergreen Counseling, a therapy center located in Berkeley, California. She is a licensed psychotherapist who specializes in complex relational trauma. She's also a published writer with pieces and opinions appearing in Forbes, NBC, the Huffington Post, BuzzFeed, and more. So we will be talking about family estrangement, which is not always an easy thing to talk about. Family estrangement can definitely create a lot of stress and anxiety, but sometimes maybe it's something that needs to happen. So I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hi, Annie. Welcome to the Woman Warriors podcast. Hi, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm excited to get started. But before we do, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about yourself and what inspired you to do the work that you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I am a licensed psychotherapist, and um, I'm also the founder and clinical director of a boutique therapy center here in Berkeley, California. And um, I've been a practicing therapist for almost a decade now. And 
You know, I would say that my journey is um, certainly one of the archetypal wounded healer. Mm. I came to this work because therapy was invaluable for me in recovering from very adverse early beginnings. And now I specialize in complex relational trauma, sometimes called early developmental trauma or complex PTSD, because that's my story too. Mm. Uh, Having walked that path, having struggled and invested so much into my own healing process and now living a life that I deeply love allows me to show up for others who may not be where I am yet and who also need hope and help. And so for me, my work feels more like a calling than anything else. Mm, I so, so resonate with that. And I do find just the more um, therapists and just healers that I talk to that those that come into the field with a, you know, having healed themselves are just such a great resource, because they do know what it's like to have struggled, and how it how you get to the place where you are living a life that you love. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Very much so. Yeah. So today, we're going to be talking about kind of a difficult topic. So family estrangement, it's not something that I feel like is talked about very often. And yet there are family dynamics that I guess make it necessary, or there are times when people do feel like they have to kind of step away from family. Mm -hmm. So talk to us first of all about, yeah, what is family estrangement? What does it look like? Yeah, what what how do you see it showing up with your clients in your practice? Sure, absolutely. I'm happy to talk about all of that. So, let's see. Family estrangement, I think, while there's no one formal definition, I think we could call it a cessation of relationship where previously there was a relationship. So I do consider it different than simply a strained relationship where there is um challenge in the relationship, but there's still contact within the relationship. Estrangement to me is a cessation of the relationship where previously there was one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes this can be very formal and very boundaried in terms of uh, a disownment, a uh, restraining order against somebody, let's say. Mm -hmm. And sometimes this can be a little bit more informal in nature of fading away of a relationship over time. Um, However we look at it, it does mean that there is no longer contact between the two or more individuals, um, and we can call it an estrangement. Mm. And, uh, you know, just thinking about that estrangement, you know, so much of our culture, how we grow up, I mean, depending on your family, that family's everything, you know, you stick with family, you have your family's back, you, you know, you support your family, and then this concept of like, okay, maybe I need to cut contact with family members is, I would imagine, so, so difficult. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I do think globally, and for millennia now, we've had a a dominant message. Um, It's very much like what you shared. Family is everything. You don't walk away from family. Forgive your family no matter what. And frankly, I, I don't think that that message serves us well all the time. Now, believe me, I am not anti-family. I have a little uh, family of my own that I love dearly, my husband and my baby. Mm. Um, I'm very much pro-family 
when the family system is functional and healthy and supportive. Um, I think, of course, when we grow up hearing these messages that (laughs) you forgive your family no matter what, that you can't walk away from family, um, that you have to forgive and forget, it can be incredibly hard to wrestle with the possibility that perhaps stepping away from family and having an estrangement from one or more family members is uh, the best thing for us. Or, I mean, frankly, even with a lot of the clients I see, estrangement isn't even an option they'll let themselves consider when, in fact, it would be the very best thing for them. So yeah. I actually feel really um, strongly that, uh, about talking about this very specific issue because I don't think we talk about it very much in the sort of larger uh, cultural zeitgeist. We, we just don't talk about estrangement as an option. Hmm. Um, and we see very few models of it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I feel as if, well, I know having worked with a few clients who do struggle um, in family dynamics, that there can be a lot of shame and guilt and just the idea of thinking about potentially disconnecting from a part of their your, the family is a, such a hard choice and, and mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think well, A, all those feelings are completely normal and natural, and I think it becomes um, an even more challenging decision when you think about wanting to estrange yourself potentially from only one member of the family, but preserve relationships with uh, other members who are potentially still in contact with that other person. It's yeah. it's a very complex decision, um, both logistically, relationally, and emotionally, I find. Mm, yeah. And what what are some of the circumstances and the clients you see, you know, what might lead them to this place where like, okay, it's actually healthier for me, you know, for my mental health, my physical health to be away from no, no longer have contact with this person or people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, again, because I, because of the area that I specialize in complex relational trauma, most of the individuals I work with are coming from a history of childhood trauma. And I think it's important to say that trauma can look like outright abuse. It can look like neglect. It can look like um, even chaos in a way um, and other um, kind of dysfunctions existing on a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say that when individuals have very much outright, very obvious abuse or abusers in their family, um, when there are severe personality disorders at play or very um, obvious, uh, obviously challenged and challenging individuals in their families, mm-hmm. estrangement becomes, um, it becomes maybe easier to see as an option and maybe clearer about how it would best protect that person mm-hmm. by estranging themselves from the individual. However, what I will say too is even when the abuse or the chaos or maltreatment or neglect is more subtle, um, estrangement can still be seen or should still be seen as a a choice that would be helpful and healthy. And maybe this looks like recognizing that, gosh, you know, every single time I get on the phone with mom, I just feel terrible about myself afterwards. Mm. Um, Maybe it is realizing that you spend the entire year dreading Christmas because you don't want to go home for the holidays or to your in-laws for the holidays. Sometimes it doesn't have to look like having a severe abuser in your family in order to 
estrange yourself from someone at some level. Yeah. So these are very, um, this is a, a wide range of situations that my clients will find themselves in where we ultimately land on the topic of estrangement as a choice. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Um, I think one of the reasons which we talked about this before I started recording was that, you know, you had written the blog post on estrangement and how sometimes it can be the best option. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I think, triggered a memory for me that years ago, you know, I chose to kind of a strange, you know, step away from no longer have contact with uh, my mom and stepdad for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. And it was so hard. It was, I mean, I think in the, at the time, it was probably a thing I need, I know it was what I needed to do at that time and mm-hmm. helped me grow up a lot. You know, I had mm-hmm. to, this was post college and, you know, it was mm-hmm. just something that I had to do, but you know, I have siblings, I have yes, other family yes. members, and, you know, mm-hmm. they're all gathering for Christmas or Thanksgiving or mm-hmm. whatever it was. And not being there was really hard. But mm-hmm. yeah, but I knew I couldn't be there. And mm-hmm. so I just I can so feel how ooh, what a challenge it is to get to that place like, you know, and it, and there was no thing you know it wasn't Mm -hmm. like this Mm -hmm. defining this is the thing that did the trick right it was just cumulative I guess absolutely and and so you're speaking to one of those examples that I I named that can be more subtle right can be um it's not that we only get to estrange ourselves when somebody is very visibly um and actively abusive we have the choice of removing ourselves from a relationship when it's far more subtle or when we know at some level it's just going to be the healthier option for us. Mm-hmm. And it does not mean it's easy to make that decision. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily even easy when it is an outright abuser. Estrangement is complex. And particularly if you do have family members, siblings who are still in relationship with mm-hmm. the person you have stepped away from. Mm-hmm. And I also think you named something really important that there are certain times of the year um, and certain events that may make a strange one, a more, a, tr- a more triggering de- decision than, um, than at other times. The mm-hmm. holidays are certainly notoriously difficult for anybody who has uh, estrangement in their family. Oh yeah. I would imagine that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I know it was very, very difficult, but you know, for me, things shifted, I shifted, my life changed, you know, I'm back in relationship with all of my family. So it's not necessarily something that is forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So talk to us a little bit about that. Well, I mean, I think you're, you're speaking to something that's also important to to nuance here. Um, Again, there's a a spectrum of ways that we may choose to, um, or we may find ourselves in that we make the choice of estranging ourselves from somebody. In other words, it doesn't have to be an outright abuser. It could be far more subtle. But then there's this other nuanced spectrum too, whereas where estrangement doesn't have to last forever. I think sometimes we think um, if we cut off a relationship or if we estrange ourselves it's done it's it's a forever decision that's not the case it's not been the case in my life personally or professionally sometimes we need a season to step away from a relationship and sometimes it is a forever decision Mm -hmm. um but it doesn't have to be forever 
Now, uh, you know, another part of this equation, of course, is when people estrange themselves from us. And that can be deeply, deeply painful. And again, yes. sometimes that yes. may be forever. And sometimes it may just be for a season. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be really hard to understand mm-hmm. and and take in and sort of figure out. And yeah, being on the receiving end of a, an estrangement would be mm-hmm. difficult too. Absolutely. Yeah. And... So with your clientele, with the people that you do work with who maybe have experienced childhood trauma and they're considering stepping away from, you know, the family of origin, how do you help them through this process of sort of evaluating, figuring out what they need, supporting them? How does, how do you, how does therapy help? Mm-hmm. Therapy is invaluable, I think, in, in this decision-making process. But you know, with my clients, first of all, we talk about what choices they have. Um, and that's a very important first step because I think often for people who have really challenging family situations, they may not even see all the choices that are in front of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I help them understand that, again, I keep using this word spectrum, but you do have a spectrum of choices. You can be fully in relationship with somebody, you can be partially in relationship, or you can be completely not in relationship. And so we we work together to find which of those choices is going to feel best and most appropriate to them at that particular time. And then we think through how that might look. For instance, if it's um, sort of a partial distancing that's actually going to feel best for that person at that time. We take a look at maybe boundaries that need to be held around communication. Do you only want to communicate through text and no phone calls? Um, If you're going to spend time, quote unquote, at home with that person, and do you stay at an Airbnb? Do you stay at a hotel? Do you uh, only go over there for a couple of hours, one time a year? We look at the range of choices that are available to somebody, and then we create space for all of the feelings and the thoughts that come up around making a decision like that, implementing the decision, mm. and sometimes the fallout from that decision. We really honor the fact that this is hard. It is challenging. And yeah. we also pay attention to the ways that it also might feel good ultimately too. Yeah. You know, having, you know, also being a childhood trauma survivor, I, um, there are so many dynamics around child abuse within a family of origin and extended family what you know how if it's disclosed how it's received if it was dealt with or ignored or that i i'm just imagining like as an adult you know being in therapy all the things you process through of those hurts and coming to this decision about whether you continue to be in relationship with maybe some of the people that hurt you would be a very mm-hmm. hard mm-hmm. choice mm-hmm. and process to go through. It is. And it's not like a process that is a one-time thing. It's not like we sit down for six sessions and we um, process it all and then we make a decision and we go from it. It's it's kind of a lifelong processing. Yeah. If you decide to stay in relationship with that person and there is abuse in your past, um, either with that person or if they maybe were they a were bystander or in some way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, there are probably going to always be dynamics that surface between the two of you that we have to tend to in the therapy process. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's it's a real unfortunate and a real challenging thing to come from a family that is dysfunctional or abusive. It's also a very common reality. Yeah. And um, I feel very strongly in saying like you can still come from an abusive family and create a beautiful whole healthy life for yourself as an adult and there may always be pieces of your past that are triggering and if you remain in contact with those family members it still may be triggering for you that's okay we get to tend to all of that in therapy and you still get to have your big beautiful life yeah yeah and such a um I guess that's such a hopeful message too, you know, because I think I know that there were times in my life where I was like, will I ever get beyond this? Like to just Mm -hmm. be myself and Mm -hmm. have a life that feels fulfilling and whole. And Mm -hmm. and I do now, fortunately. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm very grateful for that. But uh, yeah, when it feels so messy at times like sometimes yeah if you're being triggered and even today sometimes i'll be like really this is coming up again you know Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but it is you know it's all part of the healing process Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely well what a testament to you and and the work you must have done on your own and in your own healing journey to to get to a place where you can say i have a life that i love and Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, probably took a ton of work. Yeah. Thank you, therapy. (laughs) No kidding. Yeah, 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 definitely. It does take work for sure. And as you said, it really is a lifelong process. Because Mm -hmm. as you go through the different phases of your life, I feel like different things come up, you know, whether around your own children or Mm -hmm. family dynamics or whatever. Totally. It's not that we do the work and we're done at one time. Um, Each stage of life presents, presents, I think, new triggers and new opportunities to look at our past and our healing with uh, more depth and more tools and more awarenesses. And definitely becoming a parent yourself if you choose to do that is going to bring up a lot of of new material. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So if there were you know, resources or, or things, you know, maybe things we haven't touched on yet in the conversation. Is there anything that we're missing that you feel like would be important that the audience know about? Tools and resources for estrangement. Um, I will say there are very few out there, which is, I think, part of the reason why uh, people can feel so isolated and alone in the experience of um, being estranged from family or estranging yourself. Um, I'm doing the best I can to actually fill a little bit of a gap in that market. And um, you can find quite a few articles on my website, um, AnnieWrightPsychotherapy.com, that speak to a lot of different elements of estrangement. the boundaries you may need to hold, recognizing child abuse, uh, recognizing the impacts of being abused, how to take care of yourself during the holidays. So I, you know, uh, certainly don't necessarily mean to make the personal plug, but there are quite a few resources. On oh, absolutely. Site. Yeah. No. And, and I think that can be helpful. Um, let's see other tools and resources. Well, I mean, it, it sounds a little cliche, but I would say find a therapist, find a therapist who lives near you, uh, who you trust, who has, who is either trauma informed or is a trauma expert and begin that healing work. Because as much as it's valuable to read something online, and obviously I do think it is nothing beats having a reparative experience with a safe, trusted person. Mm. Um, and so I always, always recommend, um, whether people work with me or they work with someone else, find 
a therapist who's going to accompany you on your healing journey and provide you with a reparative healing relational experience because nothing else will support you more than having that lived out relational experience. Yeah. 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 Well, it, it, it helps you. Well, as you were saying at the beginning, you know, with the work that you do with your clients, you know, you're that the therapist is that sort of objective, but also non-judgmental presence that you can share whatever it is that's happening for you and work mm-hmm. through, mm-hmm. hopefully, the trauma that brought you there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So is there anything else that uh, you feel like would be important to share here today uh, about estrangement or, you know, family relationships? Well, I think that the... The biggest thing I, I want to say is a, a kind of a form of a, a verbal permission slip. You have a choice around being in relationship with anybody. It may feel like you don't, and that could be because of the messaging you receive from society or from your family itself, but the reality is you do have choice. If you are able-bodied and independent, you get to choose who you put yourself around as an adult. And I really do believe that um, a relationship with an adult child is a privilege, not a right. And so what that means is even if it's your parents who are the people who you don't feel good around, you get to choose whether you want to be in relationship with them or not. So that's my message. Really remember that you have choice here. And um, it is up to you to create a life that feels really good and hopefully that's filled with people who nourish you and uplift you and support you. Mm. And if your family members aren't people who are like that, really think through how you want to be in relationship with them. And again, it may not look like full estrangement. It could be like partial contact. We don't know. But just remember that you do have choice, even if you think you don't. Mm. Yes, that's a really important uh important point, because we really often don't feel empowered to make choices around creating boundaries with families or, you know, deciding to step away. But Mm. yeah, there are choices out there. I think so. Yeah. All right. So do you have anything coming up in your practice or things in your world out there in California that you would like to share here on the podcast? Well, certainly if any of your listeners live in the Bay Area here in California, um, like I mentioned at the top of the call, I do run a therapy center. It's called Evergreen Counseling. We're located in the heart of downtown Berkeley, and I have a terrific team of therapists who work for me, all of whom are highly trained and all trauma-informed, and we all work with individuals who have experienced either childhood abuse or really challenging family of origin relationship dynamics. And so if you identify with um, any part of this call and you're looking for a local support, we would love to be that for you. So you can explore our offerings at um, evergreencounseling.com. Nice. And uh, I know you're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And how do people Mm -hmm. find you there? Uh, let's see. The Facebook page is <laughs> Annie Wright Psychotherapy. Uh, the Twitter handle is at Annie Wright, and Instagram is at Annie Wright as well. And um, yes, I will say I'm definitely a little bit more active on the Facebook page, and I love talking with my readers and 
sort of general audience over there. So do pop on over if you'd like to have a conversation with me there. Cool. Awesome. Well, Annie, I just so appreciate your spending time with us today and and talking about this somewhat difficult topic. I mean, it's not something that gets brought up in everyday conversation, I would say. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's definitely, I know, something that's really challenging to deal with. You're very welcome. It's it's my privilege and it's a it's a pleasure. I always like being the uh, individual who talks about the difficult things, especially <laughs> if they're not talked about in very uh, very many other places. So, um, thank you so much for um, having me on and, and letting me talk about this. I think it's a really important subject. Awesome. Thanks, Annie. You're welcome, Elizabeth. Take good care. Thanks again for tuning in and listening to my conversation with Annie Wright. All of her contact information and social media links will be available in the show notes, which you can find at womanwarriors.com. You can also sign up there for the blog slash newsletter. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I know family estrangement is not something we talk about very often, but I know that it comes up in my practice for the clients that I see that And it's a hard choice. It is not an easy decision to make. It is not something that I take lightly with my clients. Um, But therapy can be a place to explore whether that feels like something that might need to happen in your life. So if you are considering stepping away from or creating stronger boundaries around family relationships. Therapy can definitely help. So find someone in your area, as Annie suggested, that is trauma-informed or a trauma expert. I hope that your week is filled with love and healing relationships. And I will see you next week. Ciao for now from This Woman Warrior. Thanks for listening and subscribing to the Woman Warriors podcast. Music was written and performed by Andy Cush. If you'd like more information on this episode, you can find the show notes, the resources shared today, and links to the guests' profiles at womanwarriors.com.